you're doing and welcome to the Across Land Podcast. My name is Liam. I'm David. And today we're going over Black Monday or, you know, Black Week, I guess. Well, you know, going over all the head coaches and GMs and positional coaches that are fired, our playoff predictions, and, you know, a surprising tire in the college football world today. Without further ado, let's uh, start us off. You know, early in the year, we saw the Raiders let go of uh, Jeff Nichols and Dave Ziegler. You know, kind of those are expected moves, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not really anything crazy. Like, uh, we can yeah. kind of go over, like, I, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see where the Raiders go. You have to win Tony this. Pierce, right? Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I, I think they made a mistake. Yeah, because I think they can redeem themselves when they didn't fire Rich or hire Rich Basaccia after mm-hmm. he kind of had that late that late season like rally. Yeah. No, and yeah, just, that was kind of an expected move. McDaniel's has been garbage at both his head coaching stops. And, you know, first in Denver, and now here in Vegas. Um, then kind of yeah, earlier on he saw the Panthers let go of Frank Reich, and on Monday they fired GM Scott Fitterer. Which the funny thing about that, Ryan Poles is indirectly responsible for that. It's kind of funny, you know. He, mm. That trade, I feel like that kind of sealed it. Yeah, you know, you trade away all that for Bryce Young just to be the worst in the league. You, you don't keep your job after that. Yeah, and who know who knows how much Frank Reich had a say in that? Now, I know we're mainly talking about the GM, but mm-hmm. I just I think that owner's an idiot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, shoot, what's his name? Tepper. Uh, David, David Tepper. Oh yeah, yeah. Mister Drink Thrower. Yeah, I I think from the top down, if your owner is dysfunctional and does and like does too much, and has all, you know what I mean like has mm-hmm. too much of a say, like obviously the owner should have a say in like major decisions because you know he's yeah. kind of like the. But you got to trust the guys that you hire. You got to <laughs> trust your coaches. I think I think uh, Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. Or exactly Will Levis as, as the quarterback. Stroud, sorry, uh, McCown, you know, he's a QB coach, and Frank Reich wanted McCown, and Fitter and Tepper wanted Brace Young. Yeah, and I think it's either him or Will Levis, mm-hmm. I think, is who they wanted. Just yeah. a, a bigger quarterback who they can use in the run game more, because mm-hmm. that, if you look back at who Frank Reich has had, that's exact. He hasn't had a quarterback mm-hmm. like Bryce Young. And Bryce Young is good at a lot of things, and he definitely turned it on later in the season. Yeah. But I, I just think they set him up to fail. So Absolutely. Yeah. I think he's a good coach. I'm interested to see where he lands this year. He's not going to get a head coaching job again this year because the last two stops are failures. I hate to say it, but kind of how you can kind of deem it. Mm. Um, but moving on, you want to talk about the next one? Yeah. So the next one that we have – the Chargers, I mean, this was this happened earlier in the year. Yeah. Brandon Staley, but GM Tom Telesco was let go. That was kind of su- surprising. Yeah. He was one of the better GMs in fall. He built a pretty star-studded roster. Yeah, I'm saying, like, roster-wise, I mean, that's a pretty solid team mm-hmm. that they have. But I just I, – the Chargers always underperformed to me. Yeah, when you can't hire the so right coach, you, you don't get too many shots with that. You get maybe two coaches before, you know, you're in muddy waters. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – I think L.A., I think their number one thing they should be doing is trying to get Jim Harbaugh in there. Absolutely. I think, I think if they get him, I think they can be a contending team. So I will say that you're, you're, you're immediately in cap hell. 
you're what negative thirty two million right now. Yeah, and you have your QB figured out, but you don't have the rest of the roster. Kind of sorted out. You're going to be moving on from Keenan Allen here in a few years. You don't have Austin Eckler signed an extension. Curl Max aging. Mm-hmm. Joey Bosa. He's still young, but the more years you have, it is probably be able to compete. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like it's. It's not something that I think the Chargers should be worried about. I think the, the the thing is what this team has compared to the other teams that we're going to talk about, they at least, I feel like, have found their franchise quarterback. Yes, I agree with that. So I think the Chargers are kind of in the best spot right now. Yeah. And their roster is really not that bad. No. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think if they get a coach like Harbaugh, I think they could be, like, a top team in the NFL. Absolutely. So that's – Kind of what I'll, I'll leave with that. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to move on and yeah. talk about the next one? The first one, you know, on Black Monday officially was Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. It was it happened at twelve oh two, you know, Eastern time. <laughs> so very bright and early. This was expected. Yeah. This is a team that he hasn't really been good with them. They went what seven and ten this year. Yeah, they they they've had the eighth overall pick I think the past three years. That's crazy. And, you know, consistently, you like, just, yeah. <laughs> you haven't really used your first-round picks in the last few years. Cal Pitts has been a non-factor. He's still good. Drake London's been solid. Bijan Robinson was not used correctly. Yeah, like, and he's a rookie, so I think – I don't I don't think he'll have an issue I in mean, his career, but I think that's a – Yeah, he's a team that doesn't, you know, value their high picks. I think – what I don't get is why didn't the, why didn't the Falcons get – like Jalen Carter or someone else with that I mean, pick. They they, you know what I mean? They didn't really need a D lineman. No, I'm saying like if, the way they just didn't use Bijan. Like, yeah, I when agree. Bijan, when Bijan like had a good game, it was just kind of like, oh, like, wow, that's shocking. Exactly. Like they, they finally used him. Be. I also don't agree with drafting running backs that high. Yeah, I think like, like the one, okay, Jameer Gibbs is having a great season, but at the same time, are you telling me, yeah. Are, are you telling me DeAndre Swift – I'd have to look at the stats. I think DeAndre Swift had a better year. A guy that they could have kept. And, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you can't really blame the Lions for moving on, though. He's been injured no. for most of his career. You already signed Dave Montgomery. So it's like, well, yeah, I'm, saying, I'm, say, him the door. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, you could have traded back and gotten him in later picks. Like, I think Absolutely. if you were to switch – if you were to switch the Laporta pick, which I think was 33 with uh, – Shamir Gibbs pick, I think it would have, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of makes more sense. Yes, I agree. They got great players in their draft, but they actually like their draft are too high. Yeah. I, I, so, I don't know. Jameer, Jameer Gibbs, 945 yards, uh, 10 touchdowns. Yep. DeAndre Swift, 1,049 yards, five touchdowns. Now, I will say the Eagles do the tush push every time they're at the goal line. So, I think if, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the touchdowns are a little skewed. So, yeah. But moving on, we'll move on to the uh, – and I think the GM is still there, right? I don't know. They've been interviewing – wait, who? The Falcons? The Falcons. Yes, their GM is still there, I believe. Okay. I didn't see any news about the Oh, the Commanders, kind of, you know, another expected move. Um, They let go of head coach Ron Rivera and GM Martin Mayhew. Mm. You know, kind of a move they were expected. You know, they're picking second overall for a reason. Um. I think Rivera is going to be a D.C. somewhere next year. Ho- hopefully, you know, Chicago can have a good spot for the return. They've been they've been very, you know, open for their uh, GM interviews. 
So it's been kind of interesting to see. Uh, their first one was Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham. Mm. But yeah, they, they're they're interviewing. I forgot who it is. There's two guys in the Eagles front office that are being interviewed. Yeah, there's one for GM. the one for the Panthers and one for the Commanders. I'm pretty sure. Mm. And uh, the Eagles would note these guys cannot do in person interviews until January 21st. Yeah, yeah, until the uh, end of the wild card round. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, division rounds they oh. start doing it. So mm. yeah, shout out to the Bears for that rule change. Because you know, we took Ian Cunningham, kind of, kind of, kind of would change that rule. Yeah, um, that that's a little BS, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, you know, Giants. Them, they part of ways is the defense coordinator Wink Martindale. Their defense sucked, kind of expected. Um, you know, moving mm. on to our first surprising move, I think. Titans moving on from Mike Rabel. I was kind of shocked. I didn't think it made sense to me. What, what about you? To me, I just – I think he's a – he honestly could be a head coach to me. I think he mm-hmm. could go somewhere else. Or I just think he feels like – I feel like he's kind of stuck in New York. Yeah. Like, I just – I think – yeah, it's, it's a confusing one. Not, yeah. I didn't, this is what happens when you hire a GM who's not in the same view path as your head coach. You know, like, I don't know, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I kind of was shocked by the news. Were you at all? Yeah, I I think Dable has at least right, another year about, left. No, 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 we're talking about uh, Mike, Mike Vrabel from the Titans. Oh, why did I say Dable? I meant, I meant Vrabel. I said I thought he probably should have had one more year. I agree. Before they moved on, just because, like, I – like. I think their GM like just totally screwed him. Like the and I know this is an Eagles fan obviously saying it's some little bias, but I'm saying like the AJ Brown trade like just single handedly was just the downfall of that team. Absolutely, I, he he was asking for a market price and it wasn't really like anything crazy. No, but they they tried to be uh they tried to do what the Vikings did with Justin Jefferson, uh, not paying Stephon Diggs and getting Justin Jefferson, but like I just like. Considering how you're a team that kind of had an aging roster, like why would you mm-hmm. trust? Yeah, there, there's no reason. And I think I think Mike Vrabel can very well be a head coach next year somewhere. I think yeah, he I could, agree. I think he could go to like I, I don't even know. I th- I think if the Bears were to were to fire Iberflus, and we'll, we'll yeah, we'll talk about that. Think, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he will definitely be at the very least a defensive coordinator at a contending team. If the Patriots part ways with Bill Belichick, which I don't foresee right now, I think it'll move what happened by now. Um, it's gonna be either Vrabel or um Gerard Mayo as their next head coach, I think. Hmm. Hopefully it's Brian Johnson. <laughs> so we um we'll, we'll we'll talk about Brian Johnson after the Seahawks, but yeah. Okay, so the Bears, speaking of the Bears, do you yep. you know You'll you'll probably have more information to share. So so this morning, David, the heard, floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, this morning when I was getting ready to go to class, I looked at my phone, saw the notification from Adam Schefter, and uh, cried tears of joy. No, just kidding. I was super <laughs> happy though. Uh, they let go of offensive coordinator Luke Getzey, quarterbacks coach Andrew Janoko, wide receiver coach Ty Tolbert, and running back coach Omar Young. So they're overhauling their offensive staff, which I think is the best idea to do. They'll be in the market for uh, both coordinator spots. 
then today during our presser, Foose and Poles said that they're very sought after jobs, which is not surprising a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. you have a t- defense who led the league in interceptions this year. You have the first and ninth overall picks, so it gives you know your new OC or DC or everybody free reign to do whatever they want. I think because you kind of control everything. Um, <clears throat> they kind of scapegoat or they didn't scapegoat. They kind of blamed, uh, partially blamed Gatti for field mishaps this year, saying that you need to kind of adapt to your own players, which is true. You know, you can't be that kind of one sided when you're a coach. So, I think. It's kind of evident that Poles likes Justin and wants to continue with him. We still have months to kind of decide on that. Now, I'm just kind of interested where this team's going. You don't keep a coach after deliberating for a few days if he's the guy or not. Am I wrong on that? Well, I mean, they are, so. It, it just feels asinine to me. They, the Bears are just hmm. so backwards. We saw this with the Bears that, you know, John Fox drafted Mitch Shabisky, kind of, all, you know, he was in, you know, inherited by Matt Nagy. They draft Justin Fields. He was then inherited by Matt Eberflus after a year. Are we going to see the same cycle repeat itself possibly with a new quarterback next year? That's hmm. just my one thing of, like, I don't want to take a QB this year. Because if you're in that position, you're screwing that QB over again. This will be Justin, assuming we keep him, his third OC in four years. But that's not fair. That's not fair to any quarterback to learn that many systems. But, yeah, I'm excited to kind of see this new staff. It was a disappointing year, I think, for the Bears. Albeit they did win four more games than they did last year. It just it started off 0-4. It's not a good year you know, right from the start. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you guys do. So. No, yeah. Um, you know, Moving on to the next one, very surprising. Uh, head coach Pete Carroll being let go by the Seahawks. He is now in an advisory role. Hmm. I think uh, there was a report the other day that he was going to stay, but yeah, he wanted to stay. I, I, yeah, I I don't know. I think that I think that was kind of more of a all right, like you could stay with the Seahawks, but you're not going to be the head coach kind of thing. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I kind of agree with that. I I could see Brable going to uh, Seattle. Just that the defense that they have, I think, is pretty solid. I, yeah, I can see him being a. No, it'll be interesting going there. Yeah, so the. Kind of it. We can go over some top candidates. I mean, obviously we went over Jim Harbaugh, but what mm-hmm. what are some of the top candidates for head coach that you think? Well, I have a list here. Um, we're kind of working on this is like week four. So I thought the Bears were taking a new head coach next year. Um, you got you know, obviously Ben Johnson, Jim Harbaugh, Eric Bieniemy potentially, which I don't know. I think he might get another OC job next year. Uh, Panthers DC is Jiro Evero. Um, Bengals OC, Brian Callahan, Ravens OC, Todd Munkin. I think kind of like mm-hmm. the main ones. Uh, Mike Rabel, we kind of touched on. Dolphins think, OC, uh, Frank Smith. I think uh, Dan, Dan Quinn could definitely be a head coach. I think he's – I kind of read today that he's kind of the top target for uh, Seattle. Yeah. That, that would be, I think he has some kind of ties with Seattle, I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere. Yeah. But uh, – yeah, and for OCs, kind of a couple guys. Um, Eric Bianami, once again. Greg Roman, Frank Reich, Brian Greasy, Daryl Bevel. So, Brian Johnson. 
He's, uh, he might get fired, actually. No, no so be- I, I think he's, he's already getting head coaching interview requests. Which is insane like, to me. No, so, okay. You got you to gotta remember, Jonathan Gannon was somehow getting, like, head coaching interviews after his first year after the Eagles defense was awful. They were the worst, like, in sacks, and they were horrible in coverage his first year. So, like, oh, yeah. you got to think, Brian Johnson's 36 years old. He's probably not the best play caller. And just, like, I mean, the dude's 36. the first time he's ever called plays and was an OC in the NFL. So, I just mm-hmm. – I think the situation – I definitely put the blame on the – and this is going to the Eagles. You definitely got to put blame on Nick Sirianni on that. Absolutely. So, I, I think – Brian Johnson should have stayed the quarterbacks coach for another year. Yeah, or should have gone somewhere else. See, but this I, is why. I, I, call, 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 call me crazy, but I think Brian Johnson's gonna be a head coach next year. This is why promoting from within is not always a great idea. Yeah, I just think you gotta do your due diligence and kind of look outside the organization. The guy, yep. guy, I know it's kind of a weird thing to say because obviously you can have a good offense, but. Just because of that coordinator. You kind of saw that this year, that offense took a step back. Well, kind of what we saw last year, for the most part. I, I just think they turned the ball over more, and they just looked inept to, like, blitzes and stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. could tell, like, you could tell this dude, this is this dude's first year. Like, it's just, like, the little things that are just so easy to fix that they just haven't done it yet. There's no, yeah. like, it's not, like, a major issue, but it's just, like, the little things just make a huge difference in the NFL. And Absolutely. that's why... That's why I just – I think he's probably going to be at least in the running for a head coaching job. So. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. We got – we're talking about the teams not currently in the final 14, so let's move okay. into the playoff matches now. David, you want to start us <clears throat> off? Yeah, so on Saturday we have Browns at Texans. You know, kind of a fun matchup, I think. Mm-hmm. I think – I'm taking the Texans on this one. I think that's kind of the end of the Joe Flacco run. Mm. I really but, like what D'Amico Ryan is building in, that, in, in Houston. I I just think that the Browns have a much better roster. Now, and they, okay, I know the Browns destroyed them earlier in the year, but I don't see Cooper – or not Cooper Cup. Amari Cooper getting – what was it, like 270 yards? Yeah, I – Whatever it is. Yeah. And they – technically, they didn't have C.J. Stroud that game, so I think it'll be – a good game, but I just think the Browns' defense and their experience is going to win them this game. So I Hell do yeah. think this game is going to be close. So, do you? Yeah, I think I so think so I, too. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to uh, the nightcap of that game week, um, Steelers at Bills. I don't think this would be a close game. Uh, I think this is in the morning. Steelers Bills Sunday oh. morning. Yeah, my bad. That's what I meant. Sorry, I forgot what I did. Two games, but no, I think this is can be a blowout win for the Bills. The mm. so, Mason Rudolph, Lynn Sandy so, runs going to be over. Yeah, you know we saw the Steelers barely beat the B team of the Ravens last week, and mm. they didn't look good. They didn't look convincing to me. Oh, what about you? Yeah, this this I think this is the only game that I can actually say that it's going to be a blowout. I think the Bills are going to roll them. Yeah. So they're playing good football at the right time. So, mm-hmm. so we'll go back to uh, Saturday night. This is the first ever game on a streaming service, uh, like a subscription-based streaming service. 
NBC Peacock. And I, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I think if there's enough feedback that people hate it, maybe they don't go do it again. But the Dolphins yeah. and Chiefs meeting in Arrowhead, I just think the the Chiefs are going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think Mahomes is going to get bounced in the first round. No. I don't see it happening. No, not even close. Oh, um, yeah, moving yeah. on. The What is this? Is this Saturday, Sunday afternoon? 3.30, yep. Yep. Uh, Packers are heading to Jerry World to take on the Cowboys. Mm. Another game that All I right. think is going to be pretty solid. I'm taking the Cowboys on this one, though. Ooh. Ooh. It's Jordan Love. I've, I've been saying all off season, it's Jordan Love season, David. You you didn't want to admit it. Okay. Whatever you say. Hey, is that facts, though? I, I am I'm speaking facts. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Not Jordan Love season at all, ever. Yeah, it is. Hey, okay. I will <clears throat> okay, say okay. Jordan- <laughs> I, I got I to gotta make a public apology right here. I started off by saying Jordan Love sucks. I was completely wrong about that. I was good. I was completely wrong. I think he deserves, you know, the credit for this year. He was very good. Um, kind of an interesting, you know, kind of an interjection right here. Um, uh, the Bears have officially requested an interview with Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane Waldron for their offensive coordinator job. So, <laughs> first Bears request we've seen this year. So, mm. yeah, it's came across my Twitter notification world. Yeah, I think the. Uh... It'll be interesting to see what the Bears do. But moving on, we have a reunion game here. I don't know if you guys have seen Kung Fu Panda, but it's like uh, Tai Long versus uh, – shoot, what's his name? I forgot. The Where he trains the he trains him, and then all of a sudden he comes back and fights him. Yeah. I, I, I just – I'm enjoying the memes leading up to this game. So it's the Los Angeles Rams who are the sixth seed versus the Detroit Lions who are the three seed. The NFC North champions haven't heard that one ever. No, right? no, actually, so. no. The last time they won a division was the Central. Yeah, but this is a game to me that it feels like a Rams win. Yeah, like, I completely agree. I don't know why. I just feel this way about that game. It just feels like one of those games that Safford's gonna walk in there and just beat them. Yeah, i i don't I don't think the I don't think the Rams can beat the Seahawks or not the Seahawks, the Niners. No. But I think that if you have Matt Stafford as your quarterback on the road in a playoff game, I would de- I you know what I mean like I just I think he's he's clutch enough in his career and also Absolutely. like it's kind of a revenge game where you know he I feel like the city like obviously the city was cheering for him but I mean I think if you can go back and beat your old team. Like, you, ne- you never want to lose to your former team. No, absolutely not. So, like, I got my money in the Rams. Yeah. yeah, I think Cooper Cup and P- uh, Puku Nakua, two really good wide receivers that I think <clears> the Lions are going to have a tough time stopping. And I think if they stay consistent with the run game, that they can they can do whatever they want. And I think the Rams' defense has done pretty solid mm-hmm. this year, too. So, I, I this is the game that I actually am going to watch, like, the whole thing. Yeah. So, I this is probably the most, besides, we'll talk about the next one, but this I is probably the say, more anticipated one. This game, to me, it's truly, it's going to be a great matchup. Like, they, the schedule worked out perfect this year, I feel like, for the playoffs. Mm. That'll be exciting to watch. I also don't think the Lions are as dangerous as people think. I watched yeah. the Bears well, go toe-to-toe with them twice. Like, they just they, ha- they haven't 
that haven't been here before. No, and, and I, I think if, if they're consistent now, I, obviously, I think the Lions probably are a better team. Yeah, overall, but I just think the Lions don't have the the pedigree that the Rams have. Mm-hmm. The Rams have made the Rams have been in the playoffs. Matt Stafford's been in the league longer than Jared Goff. And I think, yeah, I think Stafford's won more clutch games. Now it is in Detroit, <laughs> which gives a distinct advantage. But at the same time, like Stafford's played in Detroit for so long. Yeah. This so. is also one of those games where you cannot be as risky as Dan Campbell usually is. That's just how I kind of feel. Because well, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, he just gets too, too, you know, too aggressive at points with his calls, you know, with, you know, calls to go for it and stuff. Thing is, that's what's gotten the Lions there. So why, yeah. why would you go away from it? Why, why would you get conservative in a playoff game? <clears throat> that's fair, but I just I, don't think. I, I will think say, I will something. say, I will say, yeah, I, obviously, I, I definitely agree with you on that. It, there, there's a difference between being aggressive and being reckless. They can be so reckless I, at times. Yes, I definitely agree with you on that one. But what I'm saying, this is a side note, if the Eagles win, the Lions win, and the Packers win, I will probably be going to the Eagles-Lions divisional game. Ooh, that's awesome. So. I, I, I'd have to talk to my boss about it, but that would definitely be a game I'd love to see. But moving on, Eagles Buccaneers, probably the worst matchup of the of the of the weekend, I will say. Yeah. But you know, the Eagles, their struggles are one and four the past five games, but zero and zero. And it doesn't matter how you win in the playoffs. Yeah. But long as you win. So I I do think the Eagles are gonna win this game. Depending on the matchup, I don't see them getting out of the divisional, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think I think the best opponent that they could play in the divisional round is probably Detroit. But yeah. I think I think unless unless they start getting something going, I think the Niners could probably roll them. I think Dallas is a tough matchup. But we'll see. I, I have no idea. Okay. I'm hoping I'm yes, go ahead. Can I get some numbers on the Eagles? I just saw this on Twitter actually, so it's kind of perfect sure. to talk about it right now. The Eagles defense in 2022, 70 sacks, first in the league. 97 TFLs, first in the league. 124 QB hits, second in the league. 17 interceptions, third in the league. Eagles defense in 2023, 43 sacks, ranked 20th. 73 TFLs, ranked 27th. 106 QB hits, ranked 15th. The nine interceptions, ranked 25. So, my, my not explanation, but you got to remember, last year was a historic year. Like, no team goes into a year thinking that they can get 70-something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like – Yeah. I, and also, we lost at least five. I'm pretty sure it's either it's either five or six of our starters to another team. We lost our coordinator. Like, I just – I think last – it's hard basing your numbers on last year because it was such <clears> a historic <throat> season. Like, the, the last team to have those kind of numbers were the 85 Bears and the 2000 yeah. Ravens. So, it's – it's tough. Like – Obviously, it's been a down year in the stat department, but you know you're yeah. in the spot that you want to be in. Obviously, you'd want to be hosting a playoff game, but and I, obviously, I'm going to advocate for the Eagles right now. But if we lose, I think this is kind of a win-win situation. You have no, I have no expectations. So if the Eagles were to lose, I think Sirianni's pretty much gone. Do you? And yeah, t- uh, there was a report that the firing Nick Sirianni if depending on how the game goes, is definitely on the table. 
because also you got to remember you could start interviewing head coaches and I don't think the Eagles want to waste another year with the team that they have right now. You know what I mean? Like if, if Sirianni regresses again, but again, yeah. I just, I just said that you can't based off of last year pretty much, but you don't want to wait another year. I think no. this, the head coaching carousel this year is pretty good. I don't think last year was as good. No, but... This year's a very good class. Yeah. Couches, and it's, it's more like it's more experienced last year there's a lot of like bright names but i think this year is probably the best in terms of like stability i don't think there's going to be a, a coach that gets fired after their first year this year but we'll see yeah it's always possibility yeah so looking at it now the playoff matchups for me it would be let's see so the browns choose bills so two three five so my playoff matchups for the division will be the Browns at the Ravens. Okay. And then the Bills Ooh. hosting the Ooh. Chiefs. Browns at Ravens. Yeah. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. Like that Ooh. that would be a pretty solid matchup. Yeah. And then no, that's the, Joe Flacco going back. Yeah. And then li- listen to this. My but if if the playoffs happen with my predictions, the Eagles would host the Rams and the the Packers would be going to San Francisco. Yes, but I will say it's all about like getting hot at the right moment. And we've seen it in the in baseball with like teams like the Phillies and the the um the Rangers. Just like kind of teams that get hot, their bats get hot. The Diamondbacks are another good the 2022 Phillies and the 2023 Diamondbacks. Just teams that get hot at the right moment. Um I think the Packers are definitely trending up. And I think Jordan Love is definitely like, you know, I mean, I think as much as you'd hate to say it, he's definitely progressed and he's having a better season than Rodgers had last year. Which is crazy. And Rodgers did struggle last year, though. That is fair. Yeah, it's it's the same thing as uh, Baker Mayfield with the Bucs. Technically, Baker Mayfield's having a better year than Brady had last year. Yeah. They upgraded, but it just doesn't feel like it, you know? Like, just because, like, you're bait. When you think of Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you think like MVPs. But at the same time, last year was probably their worst two seasons they've had as professional quarterbacks. If that makes sense? No, yeah, it does. So, yeah. Did we want to add? And then, hang on, your matchups, Texans. It'd be the Texans going to Baltimore, which is a Week One rematch. Bills hosting the Chiefs. Oh, you have you have the Bucks winning. Dang. Uh, then it'd be Buccaneers at no 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 L.A. at San Francisco. Then the Cowboys hosting the Bucks. That's actually a good playoff matchup too. That'd be pretty interesting. I'm excited for this week. I'll I'll miss the first couple. I'll miss the first game because I'll be calling uh, the lowest one of the lowest basketball games. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see. I will de- I I will be able to watch a majority of them because I'm going to be working at the sport. I work at a sports bar, so I'll be I'll be definitely keeping up with it. So mm-hmm. that that'll be fun. But at the same time, I'm glad I'm going to be able to sit and watch the Eagles game on Monday night. Yeah, and again, I I really have no expectations. If we win, great. If we lose, then I think Tirani's gone, and you get the excitement of probably having a new head coach in town. Yeah, which is always fun. Yeah, and, like, I think, again, like, you have a team – like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the roster that the Eagles have. 
I so, think like, I think you know, good. It might be their most talented roster they've had in a long time. <sighs> Last year was definitely better. You think? <laughs> I will say it. Yeah, absolutely. I think I mean the defense the roster that the defense has this year compared to last year is totally worse. Now it's still pretty darn good, but at the same, you know, I mean, like it's just kind of. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. TJ Edwards, Kaiser white, CJ Gardner Johnson. You had Marcus Epps, who was kind of a. Yeah. And you had Javon Hargrave. You had other guys as well too. That stepped in. So I think losing a bunch of guys in that department sucks and losing your coordinator. I definitely think that they lost both of them. I think Jonathan Gannon is to blame for the Eagles Super Bowl loss for his just selfishness for taking interviews the week of the Super Bowl, literally days before the biggest game of his life. He's worried about his head coaching job. Now, it did that really have an effect on the game? Maybe not, but at the same you know, I mean it just that just looks bad. And he's even said it too, like the Super Bowl's on him. So that that to me frustrates me that he kind of that's why I never really would have respect for him anymore. But I I thought Shane Steichen would have won the <clears throat> offense or the coach of the year if they would have won. Yeah. I, I, I don't see how they don't give it to Stefanski now. But I think if you look at uh, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. But did we want to talk about anything else? Um yes. You know, earlier today, about four o'clock, it was announced that uh Nick Saban is retiring from being the coach at Alabama, which is crazy to think about. He's been there for 17 years and won six national titles. Yeah. It's just I, – he knew I, it was coming at some point. Yeah, and I, I knew I knew it was coming sometime this offseason. I'm glad, I'm glad they did it early because there's still an opportunity for you to get a legitimate head coach. And there is yeah. reports that they're going to announce the head coach by tomorrow. Whoa, that's quick. So this might have been something in the works – yeah, exactly. I think it's planned, and I'm glad they did it. Like, he didn't just retire in the spring, in the middle of the offseason. Because I think right now, like, coaches are getting going out and trying to get hired. So, and, and that's what I'm saying. There definitely was something in the works. Like, I think they had a guy in mind, and him retiring at this point was definitely planned. So, yeah. I, I saw before the college football playoffs, like the week, like the weeks leading up to it, there was reports that he was going to retire because he was he like kind of secretly signed a deal with ESPN. So I, good, good for him. Good, good, good for him. I think he like I think he could be a really good analyst. Like I think he's going to be the guy that travels to like college football game day and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah, it's going to be a, a much less tolling job on him and his wife. Yeah, he's and, seventy you know, years old too. Like yeah. it was time for him to you know hang it up. And there's I nothing wrong there's with some, it. There are definitely some guys this year. That could take his job. I think Dan Letting, the head coach at Oregon, is 23 uh-huh. and 5 in his time there. Now, I think that would probably make the most sense. He did. He was a coach at Bama for three years until Kirby Smart took him to be D coordinator. I think, um, what, what do we think? Maybe Dabo Sweeney, mm-hmm. Kirby Smart, Coach O, Bill O'Brien. I uh, I mean, where's he at right now? He's in. Bill O'Brien shit. is currently the offensive coordinator, but I doubt that that oh, stays. Shit. Is he... 
Where's he at? Cur- currently, Bill O'Brien is the offense coordinator at uh, New England. Oh, that's right. But and, you know, like last year. Yeah. So we'll see. And if something happens, it, it and if something happens, like I think that we could maybe have a podcast. But I think yeah. That, Good, uh... I did say Kirby Smart could be an interesting guy opportunity, but I don't know. That would be kind of an interesting move because it opened up another big job, you know, uncomfortable. Dabble Sweeney could be another guy who goes there. Yeah, and I think I don't think Bama would hire a guy like Sweeney. I think Sweeney's too much about like hype. You know what I mean? Like I think <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't really fit the Bama mold. Now that was when Nick Saban was here. Mm-hmm. I think Lanning or Kirby Smart would be a good one. I think Bill O'Brien would make sense. Like I, I feel like it's going to be like a name that you know exactly who they are, or you have no <clears throat> clue who it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those. You're like, who the heck is that? I agree. Well, I think that's kind of all we got for tonight. Yeah. So I, I'll be interested to see. We might have to do a podcast tomorrow night if there's a Bama coach signing. Mm-hmm. I think that's some pretty big news. But Oh, yeah. If not, we appreciate you guys listening. It's been a long time coming, but oh, we're yeah, back. Yeah, hopefully, and we're, no, we're, exci- we're excited we're for this offseason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, we will... There's an interesting offseason ahead of them. You know, a bunch yes. of potential moves, you know, quarterback change. It yep. could be fun. And we hope you guys tune back in to our next episode. We will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Crossline Podcast. Signing out.